Oh yeah, I think we're recording. I think we're good. Welcome back, guys, to the Talking Ball Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Today we have a great episode talking about trades, talking about NFL Week 8. It's going to be an exciting episode. Um, <laughs> the reason I was saying are we actually recording this time is because the last time I just went to try to go do this, um, I was talking and I had realized that my uh, recording wasn't actually going. So... That's that's kind of why I decided to uh, do the intro like that. But um, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks. And um, I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode that comes out. And yeah, let's get started. And it looks like we're actually we're actually going this time. So for the first big thing we have to talk about here is pass rusher for the Chicago Bears. Robert Quinn has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth round pick. So yeah, uh, Robert Quinn gets traded from a team that was three and four to a team that is now undefeated six and zero on the season. Pass rush Robert Quinn is traded to the Eagles in exchange for a fourth round pick via Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofolo of NFL Network. They reported on this Wednesday. Philadelphia and Chicago each announced the trade pending a physical later Wednesday. Robert Quinn is now thirty two years old, three time Pro Bowler who's played the last two plus seasons with Chicago. But trade rumblings have been dating back to training camp even. So, yes, I do remember him kind of having his name out there uh, in the trading, you know, kind of in the trading mill um, at the time. And I, I kind of remember his name being out there and, you know, being attached to some possible trade designations and stuff like that. But, yeah, so the Bears are now coming off of a win over New England, who are now, but they're currently three and four. Um, Sellers ahead of the number for, of the November 1st trade deadline, excuse me. So the Eagles, now 6-0, though, are reinforcing the NFL's fourth-ranked defense. So, yeah, these he's going to a team where he's just going to be adding to the firepower, adding fuel, adding flame to the what, – how what's the, uh, what's the uh, saying? How does that saying go? Adding fuel to the flame or adding flame to the fu- – <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's – I'm just going to shut up. Anyway – Quinn posted a Pro Bowl campaign in 2021, which he tallied 18.5 sacks, but hasn't translated that into this season. Through seven games this year, Robert Quinn has posted eight tackles and one sack to go with a 43.8 overall grade per pro football focus. Robert Quinn had a massive five-year $70 million deal that brought it, that brought him to Chicago originally back in the 2020 season, but then followed it up with a two-set campaign. His 2020 his 2021 renaissance changed the narrative for him. Robert Quinn has a base salary this season of 12.12.8 million and is due 26.8 million in base earnings over the next two years that Philadelphia now has to pick up. Chicago is paying 7.1 million of Quinn's remaining base salary this season per Tom Pelosero. Um, there was a video that came out of Roquan Smith. There was a clip that came out of his press conference yesterday when he heard about the news and he says, I have a great deal of respect for that guy. Damn crazy. Yeah, it is. And again, it's a business. Um, I mean, you just go back to, here's another article that's that came out bears general manager, Ryan pulls on the Robert Quinn trade, basically saying that it's, you know, going to help them continue to build a highly competitive roster. Basically, what I take that as is they're just looking to go younger. I mean, Robert Quinn is, like I previously mentioned, 32 years old. Um, this was an exchange for a fourth-round pick. Obviously, Robert Quinn 
once you kind of start getting older, your value kind of starts to go down, as you can tell with this trade, a fourth round pick. Um, but I think he could still bring, I, I think the good news for Philadelphia is you can get him for cheap and he's still a highly competitive player, still a really big player to have on your team. Um, and he could still definitely make some noise on your defense. So there, there's good news there for Philadelphia. I think that was, I'm very shocked to, to say the least though, by the trade, just because it came after a very dominating win against my Patriots. I'm very, very sad about it. Don't want to talk about it. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, it, it's just very shocking. And I obviously just wish him the best of luck going forward with Philadelphia. I hope it all works out. And I hope to see him make some noise uh, in, in, in this team. And so it'll be very interesting to see what happens here, uh, kind of moving forward with him and everything else like that. But the next piece of news here we have to talk about is Alvin Kamara and how he had an impassioned postgame speech after the Cardinals lost, saying that he's not used to losing. Now, this is interesting because the Saints are a team who, since having Alvin Kamara, since, since bringing him in um, from drafting him, They've been relatively, uh, they've been relatively content, con- they've been relatively big contenders in the NFC, um, since Elvin Kamara's been there. So yeah, this is obviously, and I'm sure they've, you know, they've struggled in the past. I mean, it's not always been rainbows and butterflies, but this is probably one of the first seasons Elvin Kamara's had with the Saints where it's actually been, you know, really tough. Um, I mean, obviously, it's rightfully so, though. I mean, Sean Payton just left you early 2022. Uh, and then, obviously, Drew Brees retires just a few seasons ago. This is their second season in the post-Drew Brees era. They're currently standing 2-5. and five. This time last year, they were 5-2 and two going into the 2021 season. Hasn't been so easy this time around. Um, you know, it's just a very different culture now. And... It's going to be, you know, like this, I think, for a little while until they rebuild. You know, it's not just it's not like what just happened with the Patriots where they just lost Tom Brady. Like that was hard on itself. But now you lose Drew Brees and Sean Payton, two guys that really built up this franchise. And you guys have and you have those two guys for so long. Like, yeah, it's it's going to take some time Um, and it's going to be some adjusting for Alvin Kamara and. You know, I, I don't think it's personal to the Saints organization that this happened with Elvin Kamara, that this happens. I, I think it's just, you know, it's the NFL. Um, but Elvin Kamara basically says in, in an interview that he did, you know, you just kind of have some mistakes that kick you, that kind of help you, that kind of make you lose the game. You don't feel too good from it. I mean, yeah, they're, they're basically just having one of those seasons where, you know, they're a very um, turnover-prone team this year so. I think, you know, you kind of just beat yourself in those situations. They're having, you know, that's just the narrative of this team so far this season. You just beat yourself with, you know, with penalties and giving penalty yards and everything like that. So it's just, it's rough. Um, I, I know they'll turn it around at some point. Let me know what you guys think, though. Do you guys think they kind of end the season with a positive record? Do you think it's negative? I don't know how much hope I really honestly have. I they're just nothing right now is permanent with this team, especially with quarterback. I mean, you have Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton, uh, both guys who are getting older. And uh, it's just an interesting time for them. So we'll definitely see what happens. And I'm interested to see how the season plays out for them moving forward. Uh, but moving on to our next thing here is just kind of the latest league news uh, in the NFL. 
So the first piece of news we have here, or the first piece of information to talk about, is with the Baltimore Ravens. So they have an injury to receiver Rashad Bateman with a foot injury. He's hopeful to play tonight versus the Bucks. We'll actually be talking about that um, later on. But yeah, Bateman logged a full practice on Wednesday and his list is questionable. Also, tight, a big name tight end Mark Andrews with a knee injury is questionable as well. Also hopeful to play per Garofolo, but did not practice all week. Mark Andrews did not. Next up is Chicago Bears. They, re- they signed receiver Darius Fountain to the practice squad and lineman Dieter Eislin from practice squad. Also injuries to receiver Byron, Ping- Byron Pringle, who is designated return from injured reserve. Um, Dallas Cowboys injuries, Ezekiel Elliott, which we'll actually be talking about him a little bit later on. The Broncos quarterback, Russell Wilson with a hamstring was limited tackle Cameron Fleming quadricep did not participate. Defensive lineman, Mike Purcell knee injury was limited outside linebacker, Baron Browning, the hip did not participate linebacker, Josie Jewell with a knee injury was limited and cornerback Kawan Williams with a wrist and elbow was a full participant. Jaguars signed cornerback Tavon Campbell from practice squad. Patriots, uh, other news, receiver Kendrick Borden and offensive tackle Isaiah Wynn have been the subject of trade calls from teams that have from the team has received ahead of November, November 1st deadline. Those are the two guys that have kind of been getting notable calls from. Now, here's the thing. I can confirm that I have been hearing news about these two guys in the uh, trade, in the rumor trade rumor mill, whatever you want to call it. Listen, I, I I think out of these two guys, the guy that's most likely to get traded is Isaiah Wynn, um, just because I feel like he's been very inconsistent since he's been there, in 20, since they drafted him in 2019. He's been very prone to penalties, and he he's just, so he's been injury prone, prone to penalties, and he just hasn't done that good of a job. Um, I, I just think at offensive tackle, he just hasn't he just hasn't performed the way they needed him to. And I know Bill Belichick. Um yeah, they they're they're receiving calls, you know, ahead of the ahead of the November 1st deadline. But I you know, Bill Belichick, he's not he's not just going to make a trade. Um the only way he does that by the deadline is if it's a deal even he cannot pass up. That's the only way he's he'll, that's the only way he'll ever do it and that's the only way he's ever done it. So, but yeah, Kendrick Bourne has a one-year remaining one year remaining on his contract while Wynn is in his final year of his rookie deal. So Kendrick Bourne, it's possible. Yeah, but, you know, at that point either, I don't know if it's worth it. They'll probably just let his play out, if anything. I think it's more likely Wynn gets traded, honestly. But uh, kind of let me know what you guys think about that. Next thing here is with the Buccaneers. Um, Defensive tackle Akeem Hicks with a foot injury has been downgraded to out for tonight's game against the Ravens. Was Was listed as questionable, though, on Wednesday, excuse me. But that's just kind of it for the uh, league news around the league. Just kind of want to keep you guys up to date on all that. Um, next thing here is what I was like talking about just a few minutes ago with running back Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys. He has a knee injury, not expected to play week eight versus the Bears. So Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott is not expected to play on Sunday against the Bears per Tom Pelissero. Elliott is dealing with a knee sprain and did not practice on Wednesday. Should Ezekiel Elliott be inactive for Sunday's game, which would be his first missed game since week 15 of the 2020 season, tell back Tony, Pol- Tony, 
Tailback Tony Pollard would likely see an increase in touches. Ezekiel Ed had 15 carries for 57 yards, and Dallas has 24-6 win over the, over the Detroit Lions in Week 7, and has 109 carries for 443 yards and four touchdowns so far this season. So a very, very productive season this year so far. Quarterback Dak Prescott having just returned for the Cowboys last week. Losing Ezekiel Elliott would be another blow for a Dallas offense who ranked just 22nd in points scored and 29th in yards. So yeah, it's very interesting. Obviously, we'll see what happens leading up to Sunday. Um, he, he's Although he's not expected, he's not listed as, as officially out. So there's still a chance that he plays. We'll just have to kind of wait and see and how it plays out. But yeah, we'll see what happens, of course, when the game kind of gets closer on Sunday and we'll see who ends up playing for the Cowboys against the Bears that day. Next thing here is TJ Watt. He's back at practice for Steelers, opening his window to return from injured reserve. So this would be T this would be TJ Watt's first time being available for the Steelers since their season opening win over the Cincinnati Bengals. But that could soon change if he's able to return here. So he was able he was designated to return from injured reserve on Wednesday. Steelers announced opening a 21-day window for Watt to make it back to the active roster. He was returned to practice Wednesday, but remained on IR until he is deemed ready for full participation. The designation follows Watt's initial timeline following the decision to forego surgery on his injured pectoral muscle in favor of recovery and rehab. Now has three weeks to improve enough to be cleared to play. If he's unable to make it back in that time frame, he'll stay on injured reserve for the remainder of the season, which is a less outcome, less common outcome that did affect Steelers receiver Calvin Austin III whose 21-day window expired before he could return. So, yeah, without Watt, um, Pittsburgh's defense has struggled in every area pretty much since. They're allowing the most total yards per game and passing yards per game in the Mike Tomlin era since 2007, while also giving up the second most points per game in that, time, in that same span. Their 1.7 sacks per game also stands as the lowest average in the Tomlin era. And it's very easy to see, too, because whenever you see T.J. Watt not out there, they look very depleted. They look very flat. They just look very defeated. And then when you see T.J. Watt out there, it's just very a dominant, very dominant defense. It's a very fast-moving, you know, defense, very quick. Uh, they just look alive out there. And so you can definitely tell that he's a big part of this team, and there's someone that they were, you know, he's someone that they rely on. And I think it's very clear to see. I think it's clear as day, actually. But yeah, you know, we'll just have to see TJ Watt's been, hasn't been the prettiest season for him. I'll admit that. Uh, I just hope he can turn it around and hope that when he does return, you know, he's able to finish out the rest of the season with no issues. But uh, moving on to our next subject here is the Patriots. So Patriots quarterback Mac Jones is set to start Sunday at the Jets over Bailey Zappi. Quarterback Mac Jones set to serve for the Patriots when they visit the New York Jets on Sunday, per Mike Garofolo. Jones had missed three games due to a high ankle sprain, suffered back in Week 3, returned for Week 7 against Chicago. While Jones was still technically injured, backup quarterback Bailey Zappi started two games going 2-0 in both, performing at a level which created questions over whether he could become the starting quarterback even after Jones returned from injury. Jones is officially healthy and no longer in the injury report, has been tabbed to retake the starting job over Zappi. It's actually also been noted that on practice Wednesday, 
Mac Jones took over 90% of the snaps on the first team reps. So after I heard that, I'm like, oh yeah, he's definitely playing. But uh, following the footsteps of coach Bill Belichick, who's known for holding his cards close to his chest, Jones himself avoiding confirming the news while taking, uh, while talking to reporters Wednesday afternoon. Directly asked whether he's going to start on Sunday, Jones responded he plans to play every game that he's ever played in. Whether that was in peewee football or third string at Alabama, always try to prepare as a starter. If it's one snap or 70, I'll be ready to go. That's all you can do. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's the approach you can take. I mean, obviously, you just have to take it week by week. And you, you can't always, you know, it's NFL. I mean, people say, people say just, you know, you're just trying to be light with it. But you really just don't know what will happen in the NFL. I mean, shit happens all the time. You know, you just, you just don't know what's going to happen. And uh, that's just the way that it goes. So we'll just have to kind of see what happens. Patriots are currently three and four on the season. Need to get back on track with the win against the Jets. So hopefully that can happen. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, the next thing and the very last thing we have to talk about here today is just kind of the football games this week. NFL week number eight. So tonight, Thursday, October 27th, it's the Ravens and Buccaneers on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, then on Sunday, of course, is the Broncos at Jaguars. Cardinals at Vikings. Oh, the Broncos-Jaguars game. That's also in London. So that's at 8.30 a.m. for you guys, just so you guys know. Cardinals at Vikings. Dolphins at Lions. Bears at Cowboys. Raiders at Saints. Um, Panthers at Falcons. Patriots at Jets. Steelers at Eagles. Titans at Texans. Giants at Seahawks. 49ers at Rams. Commanders at Colts, Packers at Bills, and for Monday, October 31st, a.k.a. my birthday, Bengals at the Browns. E. Of all, <laughs> of all games on my birthday, I get the – it's the Bengals and the Browns. Are you kidding? Oh, my goodness. I have to watch the Browns on my birthday? You know, I don't even know if I'm going to watch that game, to be honest. We'll see. I don't know. All right, hey guys, I just wanted to butt in here real quick uh, and interrupt the episode by saying um, it sounds like there's an, I just wanted to let you guys know that it sounds like there's an outro coming soon um, and that there's like a sign off coming soon, but I just wanted to let you guys know that that will not be happening. Um, I thought the episode was done, but I had more to talk about, so the episode does continue on. I just wanted to let you guys know that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, well, anyway, guys. Our next topic here is we actually have, so earlier in the episode, we talked about Russell Wilson and um, whether or not he would play and how he was kind of believe he was listed as not questionable. Let me just see if we're not expected to play. I mean, excuse me, what the heck? Um, I think he was listed as not expected to, I believe. So I just want to confirm that that's what that was. I believe I'm just trying to find it from earlier in the episode when we talked about this. So yeah, he was not expected to play. And I just wanted to confirm to you guys that he has been officially listed as the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos this Sunday in London against the Jaguars with his hamstring injury. So that is good news. He is expected to play. Again, the two and five Broncos are meeting the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were also two and five, 
in London at 8.30 a.m. is the start time for that game. So make sure that you guys are there bright and early for London. Man, the Patriots need to play in London. I'm telling you, we need to, we need to get a game there. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so Russell Wilson is officially now back on the field Sundays. The Broncos take on uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. They're looking to snap a four-game losing streak in, uh, like I said, in London. Coach Nathaniel Hackett told reporters Friday that Russell Wilson would be the starting quarterback, barring a setback. So should a setback happen um, from today to uh, whatever happens to be whatever. I don't even know when they decide that is it. I think it's either Saturday or the morning or no, they can't be the morning because that's when they play. So it'd have to be Saturday from now till Saturday. There has to be, there's like a period of whether or not like there would be a setback. So like if a setback does happen, it has to be confirmed by Saturdays just so that way Russell Wilson, like should he be able to play then or not? So that's just kind of what happens there. But yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that that is a confirmation um, from earlier, from the earlier topic talking about whether or not he would play. Moving on to our next thing here is more on the Robert Quinn trade. So as you guys know, the um, after a dominating win, a dominating win against my New England, again, earlier in the episode, I don't even want to talk about it, but against a, after a dominating win against my Patriots this past Sunday, uh, there was a surprise trade, to me at least, at least in this situation. I know that there was talks about whether or not he would get traded back in the offseason, everything like that. I'm just surprised about when it happened, um, especially during the season. I didn't think a trade like that would happen, at least until the offseason. But I guess, the, you know, like I t- mentioned earlier in the episode, I mean, they just wanted, you know, it definitely sounds like, it definitely sounds like after the interview with Ryan Poles, uh, the general manager for the Bears, after the interview that he did, it almost really just sounds like they're trying to go younger. He's 32 years of age. You know, they're just trying to get younger and they're just trying to make it a um, a more younger core, which, you know, obviously a lot of teams do. It's a strategy you have to fit in uh, as you go. And uh, it, it's a business. I mean, it's tough, you know, especially after looking at the whole um, Roquan Smith, you know, the clip that he had of his uh, press conference talking about this. He was really, really like he was crying and he was straight. You know, he was shook. Uh, it's tough out there and it really is a business. And if this doesn't show you that, I don't know what will, honestly, uh, this definitely proves that it's a business though. Even anyone like Robert Quinn can get traded, but yeah, so it was for a fourth round pick. Um, the Eagles traded him for the fourth round pick, the bears. That's what they traded away. Um, so the bears traded Robert Quinn and the Eagles got a fourth round pick. So that's basically kind of what happened here. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so again, I just realized I didn't even get into what I was talking about yet. Anyway, so the reason we're talking about this again is because per Ian Rappaport, the Philadelphia Eagles and Robert Quinn have mutually agreed to kind of cut out the last two years of his contract. Um, because, and if you guys remember listening to me talk about his contract, He's got a hefty contract and, you know, the Eagles don't, not every team has good cap space and 
the Eagles didn't want to necessarily take that on. So they both mutually agreed to cut off the two, the two years to his contract and will be a free agent officially by the 2023 offseason. So in 2023, we'll officially be a free agent. And that has been, again, confirmed by Ian Rappaport Friday morning. Um, that goes along with the trade. So the Eagles and Quinn mutually agreed to cut off the final two years of the pass rushers contract, making him a free agent following the season. So Robert Quinn had a non-guaranteed two non-guaranteed years left on his deal with Chicago, counting for 14 million and 13 million against the salary cap, respectively. Again, 32 years old would have been a really cut candidate given the lack of guaranteed money there. But the agreement with Philly formalizes Quinn's status heading into 2023. Um, so yeah, the Eagles acquired Robert Quinn from the Bears in exchange for a fourth round pick. Just to kind of recap it, this happened Wednesday. Chicago agreed to pay $7.1 million of Quinn's remaining base salary this season as part of the deal. So the Eagles got a pass rusher they're paying a minimum salary for to balance out the season. And he'll hit the open market in March. So it's just kind of, you know, just kind of left up in the air where he kind of goes from here. But again, like I said earlier, I really, really hope that Robert Quinn can, you know, finish out the season strong with Philadelphia and, I'm just really curious and interested to see what ends up happening and what transpires by the end of the season and uh, where he ends up going from here. Uh, he, he's a very solid player still, like I like I talked about earlier, 32 years of age, but I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. And I think he could still do quite a bit of damage. Uh, he's still a player to be reckoned with. He's still a player to be, you know, to be strategizing for on Sundays, you know, for Sundays and or whatever day you happen to play on Monday or Thursday, whatever, or um. But yeah, you know, it's it's he's someone to pay attention to. And I'm really curious to see what happens here. Um anyway, our next topic here is with out, outside line outside linebacker Shaquille Barrett for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I can actually say that it's been confirmed. Um just as of yeah, let's see here. When was this confirmed? I believe it was confirmed about 10 minutes ago, 10, 15 minutes ago. Um that the Buccaneer that Shaquille Barrett has been feared to have torn his Achilles in yesterday's loss to the Ravens on Thursday night football. Um, as you guys know, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27, 22 on Thursday night football last night. And it was feared that Shaq Barrett suffered his Achilles, um, suffered a torn Achilles, excuse me. So based on his, based on his initial exam, that was the scare and it's been official as of today. Uh, this is also per Ian Rappaport. Head coach Todd Bowles told reporters following Tampa Bay's 27-22 defeat to the Ravens that Barrett has an Achilles right now, so we'll wait for an MRI, but it doesn't look good. So two-time pro bowler was injured on a Ravens running play during the third quarter, was carted off and quickly ruled out of the game. MRI reveals, which has been, again, official, that he has the torn Achilles. So I'm kind of going off of this, as of what happened, this was the initial report yesterday, um, as of last night, and it has been confirmed today. So I'm just kind of reading this off. So Tampa Bay began the night with wide receiver Russell Gage with a hamstring injury, cornerback Carlton Davis, hip, corner Sean Murphy Bunning, quad, safety Antoine Winfield, concussion, and defensive tackle Akeem Hicks, who I previously discussed in this episode with a foot injury is among the many bucks unavailable. So yeah, they have a, a hefty injury report. I mean, their injuries are not looking good. 
it really sucks now to see Shaq Barrett. I mean, already having a rough start of the season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were having. This is another blow to that defense with Shaq Barrett now being out. It's just it's getting worse for the Bucs. I I don't know. I can never count out Tom Brady still. Uh, that's just me. I think they turn it around at some point. I mean, it's the Tom Brady effect. I think they eventually turn it around, but it's not looking good right now. And they, they really need to figure stuff out. Uh, that would have been a big win for them if they could have got this win against the Ravens last night. Um, it would have been a big confidence booster for this for this team, for the offense, for the defense. I mean, the offense has been looking very stagnant to this point in the season. It's just been looking very stale, just not doing much. I mean, they're not really – they just haven't been posing much of a threat. And usually this defense on this Bucks team is very, very elite. And of, as of this point in the season – it's been nothing but injured, and it, it's really been injured, injury, uh, injury heavy since kind of the season really began. I mean, it's basically continued throughout most of the season to this point. So, yeah, it's not looking good, like I said, and we'll just have to see uh, what happens. But I, I, I do think, I do expect, and I want you guys to hear me very, very clearly on this. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will turn it around. I don't know if it's soon, but I do think that they will turn it around. And it could be any time. I, I honestly don't know when, but I, I think it'll be at some point, I think they turn it around. But yeah, that's just kind of the news on Shaq Barrett. He is officially out for the season with a torn Achilles yeah, that's got to be such a rough injury. That really does. And the sad thing is, is let me just go on a rant for really, really quickly. But that happens more than it should. I, I feel like that is such just a, such a common injury now. Like, it just seems like it happens so much more often now, which is really, really sad to say. Uh, I, I just feel like there's so many, like, out-for-season injuries that happen in today's NFL. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's the the eating habits of these players. I don't know if it's just... I mean, it's also just a very, like, physical game. It's just anything could happen to anyone. I don't think it's necessarily your eating habits. I mean, it could it could be play a part, but I think it's also just it's just such a physical game. I mean, you're messing around with these two, 300-plus players. I mean, pound players. It's, it's tough out here. It, it's, it's not an easy sport. This is such a tough, tough game to play in. And, I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, I played in... Played in grade school, but I didn't. I'm not playing in the NFL. Like it's not me. So, but anyway, kind of get into his stats for the season, and this will kind of be official now that he's out for the year. But to this point, he only had 20 tackles. Actually, I shouldn't say only. He's had 20 tackles, three sacks, and one fumble force. So he's definitely had a presence, and you know, it really does suck that he's out. You know, again on this injury prone defense. Not injury. I shouldn't say injury prone. On this injury, injured heavy defense of the Bucks, it, it's such a brutal loss. Uh, you can't. There's no way to get around. You know the. Uh, there's no way getting around how much they'll be affected by this. They're definitely going to be affected by this moving forward. Um, but against the Ravens specifically, Shaq Barrett had three tackles and one sack, for to kind of up to the point that he got hurt in. So, um. Hope Shaq Barrett recovers well. I hope he recovers quickly. Obviously, can't get him back in the league. Obviously, can't get him back in the season, I mean. But hopefully, he can, you know, get back to his normal form and 
just really stick to, uh, you know, getting healthy this season. So best of luck to Shaq Barrett and prayers sent your way, my guy. Um, but our next thing here is going to be the latest league updates from the league on Friday, October 28th today. Uh, let's see what we got here. So, so this is kind of the updated version from what I showed earlier in the episode. This is for today now. If you guys don't remember, if you guys completely forgot what's happening, I recorded yesterday, Thursday, had more to talk about. So now I'm back the next day today talking about more news. So that was earlier in the episode. That was yesterday's league updates. Now this is today, Friday, October 28th. Uh, league updates. So as of today, these are the the most update. These are the most up to date. So with the Panthers is first here injuries to running back Chuba Hubbard with an ankle injury has been ruled out for Sunday's game versus Atlanta. Defensive end Marquise Haynes Senior with an illness is questionable. Return to practice on Friday, so that's good news. And then cornerback J.C. Horn, his ribs is questionable. Moving on to the Broncos, talked about Russell Wilson. Um, talked about him earlier in the episode, but linebacker Baron Browning, he's officially listed as out with his hip. So he was listed as questionable earlier. Now he's out. And for the Packers, they have injuries, injured receiver Christian Watson with his hamstring injury has gotten through two practices and could make his return this Sunday against the Bills. Matt LaFleur said Friday, Watson has been inactive the past two weeks. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic is what Flora had to, LaFleur had to say. Moving on here is the last team we have an update on is the New York Jets. Receiver Corey Davis with his knee is out this Sunday against New England. Robert Sala officially told reporters. And tackle George Fant with his knee it remains week to week per Robert Sala as well. So there's kind of just the league updates for Friday, today. Um, What else do we have here? Okay, so this is interesting. So I ta- I heard about this earlier. Um, so I heard about it earlier that LeBron James was going to be hosting his own Manning cast-like um, series for Thursday Night Football. So the Manning cast, as you guys know, it's Eli and Peyton Manning, where they kind of, you know, talk to each other sometimes, but they mainly bring on different guests. I kind of as the Monday night, kind of as the Monday night football games going on. So this is very similar to that, to that, except for Thursday night football. Um, And it's going to feature LeBron James and Maverick Carter, where they also bring on guests and, or it's going to be executive producers, LeBron, LeBron James, Maverick Carter, Maverick Carter and co-creator Paul Rivera. And they're going to be welcoming special guests on like Peyton and Eli Manning do. Except this will be for Thursday Night Football. And the official name of it will be called Thursday Night Football in the shop. TNF in the shop, more specifically. But yeah, so it's kind of a collaboration with the Emmy with the Emmy winning show, The Shop Uninterrupted. It's going to be introducing an alternate game stream titled TNF in the Shop. In the stream, executive producers LeBron, Maverick Carter, and co-creator Paul Rivera will, quote, welcome a variety of special guests during an unmatched watch party-style experience. It'll debut November 17th when the Titans visit the Packers. Going on to say that they're 
incredibly excited to welcome the shop to Thursday Night Football alongside Uninterrupted Deliver, a new viewing experience for fans both of the NFL and the shop. Um, Each week, Thursday Night Football brings together friends and family to watch and engage with the team's players they love. With TNF in the shop, they are honored to deepen the fan experience through organic, authentic conversation and look forward to its premiere on November 17th. Per Thursday's press release, the stream will be bringing together a unique mix of personalities across sports, music, entertainment, business, and culture. Um, so yeah, that's kind of cool. Prime Video also, also offers alternate gaming streams such as TNF with Dude Perfect, TNF with Storm and Creamer, TNF and Espanol, and Prime Vision with Next Gen Stats. So that's just kind of their alternate shows and whatever else they currently do right now. So that's really cool. Again, November 17th is the premiere of TNF in the shop. Uh, it'll be, again, a Manning cast style broadcast with LeBron James, Maverick Carter, and then co-creator Paul Rivera. So that'll be really cool. And again, they will also be bringing on special guests as they move along as well. So yeah, that's cool. Moving on here is, this is a big blow to the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Receiver Jamar Chase with his hip injury or suffered a hip injury, is not expected to play versus the Browns, will likely be placed on an injured reserve. So that is huge. So they appear to be turning the corner. One of their best playmer, one of their best playmakers. Why can I speak right now? Oh. Tongue twisters, everybody. <laughs> oh, I hate, hate tongue twisters. Okay. One of their best playmakers, Jamar Chase, is expected to miss some time due to a hip injury. So receiver Jamar Chase not expected to play Monday night versus the Browns due to his hip injury is likely to be placed on injured reserve. This is per Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo reporting on it Thursday of NFL Network. Landed on injured reserve would mean that Chase would be out for at least four games. As you guys know, they changed the whole approach to it. Um, you're out at least four games and then you have up to 30 days to be placed back on it to be placed back on the active roster. And if you're not, you're out for the whole season. But they basically give you a chance to like, instead of before, like instead of, because before you could have like an injury, the main reason, this is kind of getting off topic a little bit, but the main reason why they changed it, just so you guys know is, if you're not up to date on this, is because there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of issues with players having to go on injured reserve because they would be hurt for too long. Um, they'd be hurt for an extended period of time, but maybe, but then after keep getting after evaluations, the injury wasn't as bad as the, as the team expected, but because they already placed the, the player in injured reserve, they had to be out of the season no matter what. So even if they were pretty like healthy to play, they had like a lot of situations were happening where the players were forced to sit out for the season because they couldn't because they're placed on IRs and they couldn't come back. You cannot be took you cannot be taken off of it. And now they changed it to where situations like that do happen. At least you only are missing four games. It's still a lot of games, but at least you're having a chance to come back in. And then you have 30 days to get back on the active roster. Otherwise, if again, if you don't, then you do have to go and stay. But yeah, so kind of getting back on topic again, he suffered the injury back in week six over the Saints in a win. 
was tackled awkwardly in the end zone, and the injury has bothered him ever since. This was per Mike Garofolo. In that game, Jamar Chase caught seven passes for 132 yards and two second-half touchdowns to help Cincinnati overcome a 10-point deficit. The Bengals are facing a Browns team in Week 8, following by the Panthers in Week 9. Then we'll have a bye week in Week 10 and return to face the Steelers in Week 11 and Titans in Week 12. So that's just kind of their schedule uh, looking forward. Jamar Chase leads the Bengals in every major receiving category with 47 receptions for 605 yards on a 12.9-yard average and six scores. Four of his touchdown catches have come from the past two games. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are tied for second on the team in receiving yards with 455 apiece. So that's just kind of news on Jamar Chase. Again, will likely be put on IR, but will be out due to a hip injury. Moving on to our next piece of news here is the Chiefs are acquiring wide receiver Kadarius Toney, who was a giant, uh, in a trade. So Kadarius Toney's found a new home midway through the second season in the NFL. Giants are trading the speedy Kadarius Toney to the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for a 2023 third-round comp- compensatory pick. I I always have such a hard time saying that word, compensatory. Compensatory, now I can say it. A third-round compensatory pick and a 2023, 2023 sixth-round pick. Tom Pelissero reported Thursday, per a source, Pelissero added that the third-rounder is not conditional. The trade became official Thursday afternoon, per the transaction wire. So that is interesting. Was a third was a first. Kadarius Tony was a first round pick by the Giants in 2021. Short time New York had its fair share of frustrations. Injuries have limited Kadarius Tony to just 12 games in his career, and an ongoing hamstring injury has prevented Kadarius Tony from hitting the field since Week Two of this season. Had been the subject of trade rumors in the lead up to the 2022 season because of his underwhelming tenure in New York. Tony has 41 receptions for 420 yards in his career so far. In his career so far, and has a large chunk of those numbers were achieved in 2021 Week 5 game against the Cowboys, where he caught 10 balls for 189 yards, exited his career busk outing after being ejected for throwing a punch late in the blowout loss. So, very, very interesting. So hoping he can turn it around um, by the end of this season, or for the remainder of this season, and really turn it into something positive. So we'll have to see about that. But kind of turning it over to a different sport here, going over to Major League Baseball. Today, Friday, October 29th at 7.03 p.m. I t- I've talked about this with Ross before. If you guys remember earlier in an earlier episode, we've talked about how awkward the start times for MLB games are. 7.03. Why can't it just say 7.10 or 7... Like, why does it have to say 7.03? Just say like 7.05 or 7.10 or something. Like, that's just so oddly specific. At least 7 or 7.05 or 7.10. At least that's like a broad... Like, at least that's such a broad time. Like, it could start like earlier than that. It could start a little later than that. But 7.03 is just oddly specific. And I don't... I don't know why. It's just very weird to me. But anyway, 7.03 p.m. tonight on Fox, it is the Philadelphia Phillies facing the Houston Astros. It's the Phillies at Astros specifically this first game. The Phillies enter the World Series with an 87-75 and record and the Astros 106-56 and record. Not that that matters because they're in the World Series, but either way, that's just kind of that for you guys so you guys know. 
Um, and then moving on to NBA is we had some games yesterday, Thursday, October 27th, was the Dallas Mavericks visiting the Brooklyn Nets. Mavericks took care of business in that game, winning 129 to 125. Clippers visited the Thunder, where the Thunder won 118 to 110. The Heat visited the Warriors. Warriors won that game 123 to 110. And finally, the Grizzlies visited the Kings, and the Grizzlies won that game 125 to 110. 110 is a common number. Wow. And then finally, moving on. Um, wait, hold up. Actually, never mind. That's all we have today, guys, for today's episode of the Talking Ball Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm sorry about the confusion. Again, I just kind of um, realized there was more to talk about. The episode wasn't really that long. I kind of wanted more in there, so I wanted to come back and just add that little clip in there for you guys and then continue on the episode. So, again, thank you guys so much for being here and for listening. I will see you guys on Thursday. So, thank you guys so much for being here. Have a good day.